0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. I'm so incredibly excited. Uh, Today, it's a monumental day. We get to release um, an interview. Yes, another interview with someone who means so, 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 so much to me. I really can't even begin to tell you um, exactly how much This guy, this pastor of mine, my pastor, means to me, yes, we get to finally do it. We get to finally interview my pastor, Pastor Brandon Cox. I can't even, I don't even think honor and privilege and blessing do enough justice to the fact that I was able to get this opportunity to do this. And with, with, of course, just as it is in his nature, um with Pastor coming right in and just being involved and being a part of what's going on with the Soul Bench podcast. Um, That's in his nature. That's the way that he operates. He's one of the best leaders that I've ever worked beside and and witnessed and uh, that has served me as a church member. Uh, He's always looking to grow people. He's always looking to invest in people. He's always looking to love people. And there's nothing I can do to overstate how much of a blessing he has been in my life. Um, this interview, of course, just like the previous interviews, is being uh, you know recorded and brought to you because we want to expand the conversation about what the soul needs to make it survive and thrive. And I don't know that there's anyone else more qualified to speak about this than my pastor today. One of the more exciting interviews that I will ever get to do for this show, and I'm so pumped that you get to experience it with me. So, so please get excited with me grab a pen and paper. You're going to need it. There's so much that he says in this interview that is worth repeating and re-listening to over and over again. I promise there will be a round two for this interview that I have with my pastor. Here it is. Without further ado, Pastor Brandon Cox on Soul Binge Podcast. Thanks for listening. soul binge listener do i say that because there may be one of you
1: Hmm.
0: possibly almost said probably that's not something i will speak into existence no thank you for listening if this is your first episode you picked a good one to start off with um maybe too good maybe you'll now you'll listen to the other episodes and go huh I don't know about that. Um, I'm doing one of the greatest pleasures that I will end up saying I ever did, and I am getting the opportunity, the blessing, the privilege, the whatever other words that I can't even think of right now, to interview my pastor, Pastor Brandon Cox. He is here. He is in my house right now. What's up? And he's in your house too. Um, I'm going to let him kind of introduce himself, even though I could ramble on and on about how... Much of a blessing, both him and his family, has been for me and my family and for our church. And I'm sure a lot of that stuff will come up naturally through the episode and through the conversation that we will have. Uh, this could go 30 minutes. This could go 30 days. Who knows? Oh, Lord. So charge your phone if you're listening. <laughs> um, Pastor Cox, who, Yeah. Who, who the heck are you? Introduce yourself. Yeah,
1: well, my name is Brandon Cox. I'm from... Louisiana, down south. I made it to San Antonio via the military. I wanted to be a linguist in the military. And well, I just wanted to learn a language in college, and I I didn't do so hot in college. So I joined the (laughs) army, and they sent me to language school. And um, I landed here um, in 1998. I say 1998, (laughs) last century. Got married the year after to my wife, Becky, um, April the 10th, and we have two boys, Caleb and Connor. Caleb is 20. It's hard to believe I'm saying he's 20. Um, figuring out the college thing. Connor is 17, and he'll graduate this coming May. Wow. And yeah, it's hard to believe. We've, we have pastor Crossing Point Church. God's been good to us. Our family has, has grown up there. I think the boys were five and three when we started. We've been at it 14 years now. Fourteen. Going on 15, yeah. Wow. And God's been good, man. He's been faithful. And um, I know you, Jared, thank you so much for for letting me be a part of this. Um, I just started rambling like I always do. That's, right? the, way this, that's the way this ought to go. Uh, um, <laughs> and I'm so glad you and and are part of Crossing Point as well, yes, helping sir. the students out for the last six years. Six years. It's been... Quite a journey, quite a good one. So it's yeah. all good. I'm glad to be here. So I, thank I you am, for letting uh, me participate.
0: Yeah, I, I've been talking to Pastor about um, about doing this, about coming on the the show. Pretty much since the whole first initial thought to do this, um, I was like, hey, you know, we need to we need to talk about the soul. Oh Lord, and we need to get some good voices that know what they're talking about. Uh, on this conversation so yeah I'm, I'm super pumped um, I sort of like to treat these conversations a little bit as if whoever is listening may as well be in the room with us um, okay the whole idea about someone's soul and therefore the growth and development that we would all need to experience um, there's a lot of things that are generalized mm-hmm. you know we all need hope we all need um physical health. We all need dot, dot, dot. There's, there's an endless amount of things you could list and name there. But for each person, a lot of that can look different from one person to the next. And so to kind of start things off, uh, I wanted to ask you, If you could share with everyone listening today, what is your preference for an outlet or an escape? Now, before you answer, I will say the reason that I ask is because the Cox family, some of the busiest people I know. You're funny. uh, Some of the busiest and most involved people that I know, I don't, I really, I'm not pandering or patting anyone on the back. I really, truly have never worked with or, you know, been around a pastor or even just church leader that was as involved with their people as much as you guys. And I really do mean that. So because of the, I guess, active work that is involved with that, it is also important, and you've Mm -hmm. taught me this, uh, to have a proper outlet or an escape. And what what does that look like for you?
1: So, I just cleared my throat. I don't have COVID. We're going to clear so. it often.
0: <laughs> I am too. <laughs> Let
1: me get a sip of tea. Every time one of us
0: talks, the other one is drinking either the tea or the water. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't yeah. I don't have
1: COVID. <laughs> Lord bless you if you're listening right now and you have family that have been dealing with COVID. Amen. And have Be healed in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good question. And um, I reflected on it a little bit. Um, what is my outlet or escape? And really... You got to think about what an outlet is and what an escape is. When I first, when I hear the word escape, I think um, I'm not in the context of the soul.
0: Right, right.
1: I'm in the context of the soul. When I hear the word escape, um, I think of someone, and I've been guilty of this. I'm sure you have. I'm sure probably everybody listening has. I don't Um, even know what it is you're going to say I I know. know, I know. I
0: know I'm guilty of it. Whatever you're going
1: to say. Escapism is binging all day on Netflix. (laughs) And escapism, for me, this is me, is not regenerative. Yes. Is not... um, restorative, or if that's the right word. It doesn't restore my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, it, as a matter of fact, if I'm just escaping, it keeps me from either being thankful for what I have in front of me, what God's done in, through, and around me, right. or it keeps me from confronting the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead. It kind of zones out. When I think escape, I, I think that. And every one of us has been guilty of that. I've been guilty of it. You've been guilty of it. I, I, when I think escape, I think that. When I think outlet, um, and really, the Bible word for it, without getting too crazy, um, is Sabbath. Right. Is Rest and for me i i like the outdoors i like i like doing something um i this year during dove season um i spent a lot of time in the dove fields with with my oldest son Caleb and i we just going outside and we missed a lot of birds <laughs> we killed a few and we're gonna eat them at the end of the month. There's so. a reason.
0: I've always heard that there's a reason that they call it fishing instead of catching. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so they said the average dove hunter shoots seven shells per each dove. Oh man. And I think we're shooting about 12 <laughs> or 15 per <for> bird. <laughs> I don't know, it's horrible. <laughs> but uh, anyways, something outside, and sometimes you go by yourself, and. We also have gone through times where I'm not running as much now as I have before, but I would run, and um, like like train for a marathon or something like that. Right. And my wife, sometimes I'll still run, and my wife uh, Becky still still runs um, at least once or twice a week just to just to stay motivated. Those kinds of things are outlets where i I'm, I'm outside, it's clear, I can i can i'm in nature I'm in God's creation in nature, right. and I can take a moment and clear my head with and make room for um the voice of God. The Sabbath in scripture was meant to be a time where where things could be restored and made new again, even when they had a Sabbath year for planting, right. they would let the fields rejuvenate rest. and you take a day of rest every week because you're not meant to work seven days a week, you're not meant to Work your fingers to the bone and and never have time. So, so for me uh, to answer your question, I, I I like to fish. I don't get to fish as much as I like to, but it's something I, I'm gonna do something outside. Yeah, something outside, something where I'm moving around. Every now and then, you know, we have those Netflix times. I, I think everybody does, right? Because um, it's it's right there in front of you. But th- when you're just binging on Netflix all the time, you're not really you're not really allowing yourself to unplug and heal because you're still taking still taking it. stuff in right so um
0: well and I think yeah. that the <laughs> the interesting thing <clears throat> and I'm being hundred percent honest yes, I did send these questions to you previously mm-hmm. just like I do with all the other interviews um, I did not however make a uh, <laughs> A difference, a distinction, a distinction, yeah. delineation, whatever, between escape and outlet. And I wondered, almost actually after writing the question, I wondered if you would uh, see them as being different. And I think that that in itself can be important for someone yeah. to learn. Yes, you can escape away from whatever it is that you are doing for work, but if that thing is as much of a stronghold in your life, because someone could technically use the bar as an escape yeah and that's absolutely not good for you you know yeah so yes it it's it points to that same that same thing where no you don't want to have the the wrong escapes but you do want to have the right outlets
1: yeah yeah you want you want to have the right places where where you can be restored where where you can you can get recharged and ready and live to fight another day um right. and, and live to Live to, to conquer again, and conquer again victoriously. Yeah. Um, the, in Corinthians, I can't remember the exact chapter and verse, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, um, Paul says that we have this treasure in jars of clay. He's speaking of salvation. And I like to think of it like this, is I, I'm responsible for my clay pot. Mm-hmm. And if the clay pot gets broken... If the clay pot gets broken, I can't hold anything and I can't pour anything out. Um, and this treasure I have is in a jar of clay, so I need to take care of the jar. And taking care of the jar comes with those outlets that, that everyone should have in some way, whether it's sports, hunting, fishing, hiking, um, or bike riding, whatever, whatever it is, whatever you like to do. That lets you charge. Now, that don't mean you're going to do that 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but those, w- wherever you can take those moments and unplug and, um, and say, and really it's a moment of, it, it's, maybe it's not even a conscious prayer during those moments, but it's God, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be restored to be effective in the task that's ahead of me tomorrow. Right. And the task that's ahead of me next week. And it doesn't matter what that task or that job is, but I want to be effective because I'm your son or daughter, and I, I want to represent you well with what I'm doing, and I know if I burn out, I won't be able to do that.
0: Exactly. it's You're robbing yourself away from, ultimately, what God brought you there to do, mm-hmm. and it doesn't help you, nor does it help anyone that God is calling you to serve, if you're... Worn out before you even serve. Right, <laughs> if, you're, right if you're worn right. out beforehand, um, right. so so with that, and with the idea of serving, um, kind of take a little bit of a, of a sharp turn here. Um, I wanted to say this because I, I try to make it very clear on every episode that we that we have that I'm aware that there are people listening that are both aggressively Christian. Uh, Jesus Bible folks out there Like me, like yourself mm-hmm. um, And there are also people That are kind of maybe somewhere in the middle And then of course those that are out there That are uh, as confident In their uh, World view That they don't believe in Probably the majority of some of the stuff That we would even say in this conversation Right. But we of course invite them into the conversation Right. Because every person is growing Every person is developing And every person is um, needing growth all the time. Yes. One thing that has been challenging this year specifically for the leaders of churches and anyone else that is alive, (laughs) 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 to put everyone in the same basket, um, has been obviously the fact that the coronavirus has done some damage to the way of life. Um, Again, like you mentioned earlier, if there's anyone that's listening to this that's gone through some type of tragedy that involves that from anything, you know, like a loss of life or uh, their job situation looking different or their future plans looking different, I think about all the time being a youth pastor, like all the young people that are out there that were graduating this year, that they got a lot of those experiences taken away. I have friends that postponed weddings. Um, you know, different things like that. And it's just, it's been an insane thing. And it's almost like you don't want to make the obvious thing of something like a global pandemic be your only topic of conversation, but you don't want to ignore it either. So for you as a leader and as a pastor, what has it been like to pastor a church in the middle of a pandemic? And I know it's not necessarily over with yet, but if you could give some insight on your point of view Maybe the positive things, or even the negative things, the struggles. Even, uh, what's it been like for you so far, pastoring during a pandemic? Well,
1: that um, I I think I want to believe, Jared, that I want to believe that we start to get a handle on it, but then I realize how inadequate we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because, man. I don't know the answers. I remember when it happened. Our last Sunday um, before we had to shut down for a period was, I, b- I believe, March sixteenth, two thousand and twenty. <laughs> and the next
0: yeah, it
1: Sunday, was. it was March sixteenth. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was the sixteenth, wasn't it? I, I can't remember. It was that Sunday or the following one? Um. I- anyways, I. After that, it felt like the world turned upside down. Completely. And you just had to really trust God. And you had to realize that it was no longer about... It was was no longer about... In in church, anyway. And I'm speaking right now as a pastor who... I preach every week um, to a group of people. So we kind of have that... Organizational structure thing going on where we we make sure we have a good service on Sunday. Right. Not perfect, but good. That is a place where people can come and experience God's presence, have life change there. Um, we, we went from that mindset having a lot of good momentum as a church to all of a sudden everyone is at home and none of us have ever been on camera before. <laughs> and we all hate social media, but we love it. <laughs> and that became our fertile ground yes of church work <laughs> what, what I've learned though is the personal it's been both a challenge and a blessing where we've been able to maintain a somewhat of a personal touch with people through phone calls text yeah um through loving people it it is made I, I believe in some senses it's made me better yeah I don't say that braggingly right it, it's made all of us and I think I could speak for every pastor it, it's made all of us realize that there really is more to it than just Sunday morning
0: right right it brings a reality to that
1: man and um, it, God has been faithful through it all through all of that there are still some people and, and we've learned during it we've had to learn how to both give Grace to people, um, people who are genuinely fearful of this virus, for good reasons. Right. Maybe they had a pre-existing or conditions, or maybe they just have a disposition of fear that that they haven't been delivered from. And the other side of it was, you know, learning to give those people grace and encouragement uh, along the way. And the other side of it was. Learning to kind of talk people off the ledge that just said it's a, you know, it's a conspiracy and a hoax and nothing, right. you right. know, and that, and that, so you're caught in the middle between, you know, yeah. forget about it, let's just have church and and um, we don't need to come back to church till next year sometime, you know. Right. There's two, too, uh, yeah. There's a chasm there yes. <laughs> that we must bridge. Jesus. I don't know what to say. Yes. So, all that being wow. said, though, uh, you really have to learn how to walk graciously between the two. And remember that that everyone that we come in contact with, the people who have been a part of Crossing Point, um, my family, I've got to watch first of all. Right. Becky, Caleb, and Connor, I'm gonna make sure they're safe. Gotta encourage them, and then extend it out from there. the the people The people that are they're connected to our church, really just making sure that they know that hey we don't know when this thing's going to end Mm -hmm. God is still faithful he's still on the throne and we are still his children Right. and because of that he's still worthy of our praise and as time comes back we've got to begin together and worship together again that's where we find our encouragement that's really been some of the and I I keep talking about it but that's been part of the I don't want to say tragedy of the pandemic but part of the part of the um, The any casualties the aftermath yeah is those that that got that may have felt like they're disconnected from the church and then not just church but those that have kind of wondered you know because when you what it does is it isolates you man yeah isolation is not is not a good for the soul it's not it's the enemy of the soul if anything right. else and I, right. I'm probably getting ahead of our no. topic or whatever no. no, 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 no. but it's, it's the enemy of it and so what this thing does is they say stay home stay safe and it's getting better Texas is getting better with it um, but it drove people there then all of a sudden they're isolated and stuffed on the inside of them that they could they could bury by moving around now they confronted with the mirror that's in front of them like Michael Jackson said I gotta deal with the man mm-hmm. in the mirror Yeah, and um they uh they, they just keep sinking down into the hole and not realizing that their way out is to reconnect with other people in the body. Their, their healing, so to speak, the healing of their soul, right. comes when they're surrounded by the body and begin to be accountable to other believers who walk with them, who give them grace to go along. Yeah, and um, That's been part of the challenge. I, I answered that a long way, man. But that's no. been... That's been part of the challenge of like navigating between those two of like, okay, come on, come on back, we can we can make it back together, and then just being incredibly compassionate toward people. Yeah, that's really that's that's what you can do, and hope and pray that they feel, see, and know Jesus Christ before before it's all over and and we pass through this.
0: I ended up accidentally rewording uh, that question, but you already answered it, and the question was more or less supposed to be, instead of what's it like pastoring during a pandemic, the question was actually, how does the church stay relevant in people's lives during Mm -hmm. the pandemic? And you already answered that question. And what's been interesting for me in my perspective of everything, um, I heard uh, there was actually an interview that I listened to on a different podcast where they were interviewing Willie Nelson. uh, And he had just recently wrote this book about kind of his upbringing and, and all that stuff and he had mentioned that his little town in Abbott, Texas how he uh, he was playing the honky tonks and then he also was a part of teaching Sunday school at his church <laughs> and then the kind of the funny moment that he had, make, had made in the, in both the book and the interview is he said yeah some of the same folks I was singing to in the honky tonks. I'd teach them Sunday school the next morning on Sunday. Oh my God! <laughs> on Saturday, I'd play a song for them. And then the next day, I'd teach them Sunday school, and it just it really made me laugh. <laughs> but but almost, I mean, of course, without that having to do anything with the pandemic, it did strike a thought within me. Like, okay, for some people, you have only ever known the church to be. The physical house, yeah, you know the actual address of the church, and then you, let's say, take that away, right? Um, I almost said hypothetically, but it wasn't hypothetical for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, people can still find ways to do what would ultimately be very bad for their souls when they're isolated. Yes, and it brings such a strong need for the church to be relevant. Yeah, in the lives of people that are isolated, and so one thing that I know you and I both have been excited about is that uh, for a long time we've wanted to have an online presence. Uh, it took a, it to... took a pandemic, but uh, maybe that's one good positive that's yeah. come from it for sure. Um, if if anything, could you could you kind of give a, an idea on how that? part of the transition has been for you from from going from in person only to online only and then now where we're having Back the, ba- again. the balancing act of, of really both yeah of both of them
1: so um, being online because we we've never lives or yeah we've never really live streamed or video before mm-hmm. there was a and, and maybe we should have been ahead of it but we should have been ahead of it, but we weren't, <laughs> and uh, and many many m- most people I don't think were correct, and um, it, so it it forced us to
0: to oh just my go there. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you remember the first service that we pre recorded? Yeah, it wasn't gonna it wasn't uploading. No, it was like it wasn't the, uploaded the because Sunday, man. there were too many other people yeah. at the same time it, uploading. First the Sunday, services. the
1: church broke Facebook <laughs> and YouTube, and like all those services crashed. So I um, very counterintuitive. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. And then I, we were all excited. We had worked on it. We were all excited about it. And we're like, why and, isn't it going? And, and uh, we had. You know, got this equipment and, and trying to do it the best we can and it just it didn't work, so it crashed halfway through and I picked up my phone and I went to Instagram Live and, and um,
0: we rushed to the church. And I recorded
1: the Jerry nice, and I said, Yeah, came to church and oh gosh, man, that was <laughs> we had communion yeah. online that day. Yep. Um it didn't stop us. You know, God is so faithful. Yeah. He's and really looking back on it, that's that's what i that's what you can, you have to say about it is God has been so faithful through all of it um as long as we're nimble enough to bend to bend when we need to bend and go where we need to go then then we're gonna be all right, yeah the Lord's gonna see us through this too
0: yeah tell me this um I have well, I mean we were both 20, Ashlyn and and myself, both 20 when we got married and then came down to San Antonio and almost immediately started working with the youth group. Mm -hmm. Um, There is nothing grown up about a 20-year-old, so I don't say this with any sort of... uh, I'm not expecting any shock and awe from you or anyone else, but um, there there was and maybe still uh, is a lot of growing up for for me to do, for Ashwin and myself to do, um, that I know we have been <clears throat> we have been extremely blessed with with you guys, just because of the natural wisdom that you guys have. Um, I spoke with uh, someone else for another interview about the fact that you know you can be a person that carries wisdom, but if you don't have compassion for other people. And also the ability to communicate in a way where yeah. it's not pandering. Unless you have that, it's almost wasted because that wisdom that's there, yes, it can help guide you and direct your life. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to sharing it with other people, you have to be compassionate enough to spot when someone needs to hear it. And you also need to be able to know how to say it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, which, ironically, is a lesson I've learned from you know, seeing how you guys operate within the, the church and everything like that. Uh, how to love people, how to communicate to them, and all that fun stuff too, but I know that for you, um, it's deeply rooted, uh, extremely deeply rooted, and I know you're definitely one to uh, to stay thankful for the deep roots that you have, as as am I. Um, if you could share some maybe wise thoughts or just some wisdom that you learned specifically from your parents that you think could maybe apply uh, to someone listening to this, as in general or specific as it may be, uh, what would be the first thing that comes to mind? Wisdom you could share with somebody that needs okay. to hear it. That,
1: that's a good question. Actually, my mom and dad are coming down tomorrow.
0: Mm.
1: They're leaving Saturday. They're not going to be with Sunday. Oh, okay. I, I might, try to, might try to sneak him up to the live service. There you go. Anyways.
0: Oh, can I interview him too? That would be so cool. (laughs) You should
1: while he's here. He might give you a good dose in Redneck, but. Dude, that would be,
0: that's your 30, that's your 30 day uh, interview right there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: He turned 70 this year and my mom is 68. Um, they are, they live in Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, uh, They were married in, in Monroe, Louisiana. And then my dad took a job and, and um, General Motors, and there are a couple things that I remember them always saying, always saying, um, that stuck with me, and I, I, one of them, one is this, and it's, um, it'll come out, it'll all come out in the wash, and um, yeah it sounds real redneck. It, it will all come out in the wash. <laughs> You save about... It will all come out in the wash. You save about, It'll all come out in the wash.
0: You save about a week's worth of your life <coughs> when short you minute. say it shortly. It'll like all that. come out in the wash.
1: <laughs> and what that means is, is uh, I, I think, and I, I reflected on it some when you sip into questions, and I think it's helped, it helps my disposition to be not to really get worked up or worried. There you go. Um Knowing that everything's going to work out in the end. That, that doesn't mean I'm passive. Right. It, it just means I'm not going to sweat it.
0: It also doesn't mean that you're ignorant to the reality. Yeah, right. But yeah. it's more like, if it's not working out now, all that means is it's not the end yeah. yet. Yeah, It's not the end yet.
1: Or if you're going through some trial, um, somebody or something is coming against you, my mom would say it often, it'll all come out in the wash. There you go. In other words, the truth's going to come to light. right. Um, you keep being faithful, you keep being you, and the truth will come out in the end. It will all come out in the wash. It'll all come out in the wash. Maybe that's Uh, where the
0: true colors statement comes from, because when you wash your clothes, maybe that stain can reveal (laughs) the true color. I don't know. (laughs) We're combining cliches over here. Here we go. Uh, (laughs)
1: But yeah, it'll all come out in the wash. And I... I, um, That's good. Just... You know, I guess you know how you've seen people get all worked up over you know, little stuff that little pieces of drama and little pieces of of things really that don't I it's to that redneck saying again, you know, it don't make a hill of beans. Uh daggum hill of beans. It, it doesn't matter. That really doesn't matter. That really don't affect your day to day life. Yeah. Yeah. Um It'll all come out and wash. Like it's all gonna, it'll work itself out. You stay focused on who you are and what you you're to be, and, and it'll, it'll work it, it'll work itself out. And God has a way of doing that. And it's, and the next one I remember, um, this one also attribute to my mom. Um, she would say, uh, she would say, Brandon, this is when I was in school, high school and middle school. You study hard and you pray hard. Or, you work hard and you pray hard. And we added play hard to that as well. (laughs) What what she meant is, uh, like, you pray to God. Pray like, work like it depends on you and pray like it depends on God.
0: That's good.
1: And um, she always wanted us to to have that kind of work ethic. Like, put God in the middle of everything. And um, my parents were praying parents and so I believe them when they say work hard and pray hard because I mean we go to bed at night I, I, every week nearly you go to bed at night and you'd hear them in their room praying like you would hear them praying wow and um I, and it wasn't just now I lay me down to sleep kind of prayers it was like intercession kind of prayers and I I that so when mom and dad would say you work hard and pray hard they knew that there was going to be an answer coming from that and um so yeah that. That's good. That's a that's a that shaped me, man. That that made me. That kind of puts things in perspective as the way I am now. You know, if I do my part and give it to God, God'll do His part, and it'll be all right. It'll all come out in the wash. Yep.
0: That's good. <laughs> work hard, pray hard. Work hard, so, pray hard. Yeah. So. Why? Because it'll all come out in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> it'll all come out. In the wash. How, how, how will it come out in the wash if you work hard and, work pray, hard. and pray hard? Work hard, pray hard. It'll all come out in the wash. It's gonna be all right. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I I don't know kind of where it came from. For me, because there's been, I think it was T D. Jakes that would say that he'd say in his real, real deep voice <laughs> that this this chair's about to break. and my mama's sitting here, my daddy's sitting here. It's just you know all the yeah. people that have influenced him. I don't know where it came from for me, but there's one. It's about as cliche as you can get when it comes down to just how it sounds. But um, something that's always stuck with me that feeds my either need or uh, ability to work in eternal optimism, like no matter what, no matter yeah. what you're, it is it is a good day, there are no yeah. bad days. Um, if you've had a bad day, that means you've lived it long enough to determine it was bad, so... It's a good just, day. Just, mm-hmm. just yeah. be quiet because tomorrow's almost here, you know? Yeah. Um, but one thought that has been kind of stuck within me for the longest time is this, that... You cannot see where you're going if you don't keep your head up. Mm-hmm. And so just with the way of the world now where negativity is the root of a lot of stuff that you hear about, yeah. whether it's in the media or if it's um, in the entertainment that we enjoy or if it's in the way we communicate, the way we go about our day. I've told the youth group this countless amounts of time but for some reason at some point in our world um the word tired became a disposition to choose between either good bad or tired when you ask someone how they're doing like we've gotten to this point in our world tired. you go you go to a student and you I'm say hey how are you and they go i'm tired you know like instead of good or bad or any of those tired became an option and it's because i think of how negative a lot of the world yeah. can be yeah yeah how do we combat that how do we combat the constant negativity i mean of course without it being you know stay positive because that's yeah. that's the core of it but what does that look like especially for the church
1: for the church the church is victorious in the end the church overcomes in the end the church is the bride of christ in the end and present um we are his chosen generation. We are his royal priesthood. We're called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are the, the bride. So in the I, I say all that and it sounds preachy to say it that way, but the church is victorious. I right. mean the church is not going to fail. It has people who or make it up who are imperfect and have failed many times. but the church collectively, the bride, your local church where you attend, God loves that church. <laughs> You know, he wants to be a part of that church. Yeah. And if you want to find hope, plug into the local church. There you go. It is the hope of the world. And um, there's so much. I mean, you turn the news on, you can turn TV on, every show, everything. You know, we're so politically charged right now. Yeah. We're so charged over everything where the word civility is. Um, is removed from our culture altogether because if you don't agree with me and I don't agree with you, then we must hate each other and be enemies. Correct. And um, that's not the will of God for us. The right. Bible, uh, and even in the church today, even in, in churches that attend today, it, it, the church isn't one side or the other. It's a people from different backgrounds and different places who are coming together seeking Jesus Christ, who's the only one who can save their soul the only one who can heal their bodies the only one that can restore their lives and and that's how i think the church responds to it we're not we're made to lift a voice in our culture but more than just lifting our voice in the culture we're, we're really an agent of healing to people who come in right people from different backgrounds and different beliefs who've come in seeking jesus yeah from different sides of the political spectrum, I hope I'm answering your question. You are 100. Um, so, it, it, for for me, that's how I think the church can deal with it. If we if we if the church tries to be like the culture, then we're missing the point of the gospel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If the church should relate to the culture well,
0: yeah.
1: But we're the bride of Christ.
0: In the world, not of
1: it. Yeah, we're in it, not of it. And there's a certain hope to that. Yeah. There's a certain um, anticipation that that one day, one day, we're going to be with Jesus. One day, Jesus is going to fulfill all of his word. I think you the, know?
0: the Bible verse that says that, that you're in the world, not of the world, it comes with such a release of pressure. Yeah. Like,
1: we don't have to respond to everything that comes on the news every Sunday yeah I'm
0: coming to lift up Jesus yeah it's bigger than me yeah I'm it's coming bigger up, than me.
1: he said in the end that things are gonna get difficult anyway so so <laughs> what they're difficult he's still Jesus he's still saved yeah yeah he's still healed yep man that's what I want to see people that's what I mean really I want to be about seeing people better than what they are right now because of Jesus.
0: And that's what this whole podcast is all about. It's yeah. another available resource for someone to yeah. be encouraged and to be, you know, in a way ministered to. Yeah. To say, hey, it can be better. It should be better. Here's some ways practically, maybe even, to get better. And I'll say this much, too. And this might sound ridiculous to someone listening to this because, again, we don't know who all is necessarily in the audience but we don't know who's in the audience, so I might yeah. as well say it. Yeah, if you're a person that maybe is starting to believe what we're talking about, that it is very, very much important to plug into the local church, and you live in a place where you don't know necessarily yeah. what tr- church to go to, and everything else is just as confusing as the rest of life and all of that. You can. This sounds more like a plug for my social <laughs> for my social media accounts, but this is not what it is. Find Soul Send binge. A message Find Soul Binge, Find Crossing Point Church on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places, and reach out and yeah. ask the ask the real life question. Hey, I live in God only knows, you know, Arkansas. What I'm going God only knows what I'm going through. So. Lane, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> between God only knows what I'm going through, Lane, and it'll all come out in the Wash Avenue. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> Guys. I'm, living, I'm living somewhere I don't even know I just moved to wherever Alaska and I don't know where to go to church reach out and message us and I will personally drop whatever I'm doing and find somebody that yeah. you can connect with yeah. the church it goes so deep the body of Christ the active spirit of God in the world today is very real and very much available to you and Again, less of a plug for social media and more of a plug for Jesus. But <laughs> Jesus. I, I, am, I am willing to do that if, if you're in that kind of spot in your life listening to this. I'm telling you, it's so important. Um, I, I've said this before on the podcast several times, but one of my favorite things to do in conversation is to talk about the grace of God. Oh, and, yeah. and you can't talk about the grace of God and not include the beauty of the imperfect church. Yeah. That for some reason a perfect God loves. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite quotes of all time coming from a, a poem, uh, like a spoken word type of poem. And it's not super long, but it's not super short either. It basically says that worth, value, and beauty is not determined by some innate quality, but by the length that the owner would go to possess them. That's pretty good. Your, your worth, your value, and your beauty is not determined by the quality that you protrude and exemplify Mm -hmm. naturally it's determined by what length and level someone something you know would would take it in order to have you yeah and jesus did the most that he could do for the least deserving me yeah he did that for me and And it it changes it almost i would almost say it like this if i could it almost changes my life every time I think or talk about it. Yeah. And I mean that. Like, I really do. It's, it's what drives me the most. It's what pushes me the most because no matter what life looks like, mm-hmm. for some reason, God blessed me enough to even experience it and to give me the hope that only He can... Only He can... Only He can give drop me. Drop on you. Yeah.
1: He loves you. He loves us. He loves you listening right now. He man that really that's that's what it's all about jared that that's the key right there yeah i mean church and the pandemic to all of it is like leading somebody to a relationship with jesus
0: right
1: um and understanding that that everybody that's had a relationship with the lord is still imperfect still being made right and still trying to get to heaven yeah. and we're gonna get there yes day.
0: sir we're talking about life. We're talking about ultimately the soul. It's soul binge. <laughs> we've we've loosely addressed our audience as soul binge nation. Soul binge nation. SBN. It doesn't exist. It's me and you, right? SBN. Now. That's B-N. it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know how. Wait, the, SBN. What is that? It's probably something else. I'm gonna get sued now. If 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 this goes. That may be one of those. SBN. You're thinking of TBN.
1: No, I. <laughs> I think SBN is Jimmy Swaggers Is this seriously? Yeah, I think so, man. That's crazy. I probably should. Well, anyways, yeah, I think gonna, so. <laughs> we gotta it. look it up. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sue them. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get my phone. I'm up. gonna. See right here.
0: Y'all, this is live right now. We are looking this up. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to sue them first before they sue me. <laughs> Jump the gun, preemptive strike. On preemptive Jim, strike. On Jimmy, Swag- it is. Are you?
1: Sun Life Broadcasting Network. Sun Life. That's right. Jimmy Swagger. Yeah, that's it. Oh my gosh.
0: SBN, Soul Binge Nation. Oh. What up? My goodness. (laughs) See, SBN goes deeper than you knew. Soul Binge Nation. Yeah. It's just, you know.
1: Glory to God.
0: (laughs) It's all good. Yeah. Who cares about copyrights? It's a pandemic going on, you know? (laughs) Who cares? Um, Anyway. (laughs) Bingers. Bingers, yes. Yes, soul bingers. Uh, we're talking about the soul. We're talking about what the soul needs on this podcast. It's one really long, across multiple episodes, <laughs> long conversation about uh, what the soul needs to make it survive and thrive. And we will get to that in a minute. But before we do, um, because I love your yes, preaching, but also your teaching, uh, two very different things, and the insight that that comes along. You know, quite honestly, uh, for anyone listening to this, the the majority of this conversation is kinda how a lot of our conversations yeah. go on a regular basis, uh, between me and my pastor, which is exactly what I wanted this to be. But um, I know that there's a lot that can be offered from your point of view and your uh, just I'll say it educated knowledge on some of this stuff. I don't know about that? Uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll all come out and wash. It'll all come out and wash, <laughs> there we go. Uh, um if You'll you understand in a minute. Yeah, you, know, you, you can, get it. Just pray about it. Or wait, no. Work, work hard. Pray, pray, pray about it. Hard. Uh, <laughs> pray about it. That's good, too. You can pray about it. Uh, answer this question for me and everyone else listening. SBN. Uh, what is the soul? Because that's that's a good place to start, isn't it? If we're yeah. talking about what the soul would need to make it survive and thrive, put it as simple as you can or as complicated as you want. Oh what is the soul? And our relationship with it and i asked that question in that way kind of on purpose not to set you up but because i feel like i'll give it to you beforehand i feel like people hear soul and they think mm-hmm. to themselves that that is some disconnected okay something else outside of of me because i am the some results of my experiences of going to work and going to school mm-hmm. and growing up where I grew up and eating Chipotle several times uh, and, <laughs> and, and doing all that. like I, That's who I am, yeah. right? But therefore, because that's my perspective maybe, now someone else is telling me about a podcast talking about what the soul needs. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what's the soul? What's the soul in man's relationship with the soul, Pastor Cox? Um,
1: to put it as simply as possible – And to complicate it,
0: or there you go, (laughs) or as complicated as you want, and that may be the same. To put (laughs) it as simply
1: as possible, the soul is the pilot taking you through life. Perfect. Or the driver driving the truck. Yeah. Through life, through the roads of life. The soul is the driver or the pilot. Um, Train conductor? Okay? Now, whatever you want to call it.
0: <laughs> Sorry. He's the man behind the wheel. There you go.
1: So, and the and uh, okay, now let me complicate it. Complicate it. Okay. I don't know how you, that you, came out. You complicated
0: <laughs> the word complicated. That, I know. That was brilliant. I,
1: I got tongue tangled. He did it on purpose. Uh, <laughs> I, I guarantee you that. No, I won't complicate it. I, let me bring some light to it a little bit.
0: Cool.
1: um actually I think last year we taught a series on the soul. We did. I think it was last year. We did. Um, So in Genesis 2-7 and I highlighted it. When God created, I I said I highlighted it because I think you listening right now know that I have my phone in front of me with my Bible app open and you can see that I have a highlight (laughs) but you can't. But I'll bring it down anyway. So (laughs) God creates Adam and he forms Adam out of the dust of the earth and then it says okay so he forms him out of the dust of the earth and then he breathes into Adam's nostril the breath of God represents the spirit of God Right. and then it says Adam became a living soul so he breathed into him the spirit the breath into his lungs he had formed him he had a body already flesh he breathed into him and he became a living soul Soul, um, that we have taught it, it is, it is it's like, it's, it's like your mind. When I say your mind, I don't mean your brain. Right. I mean where and how you process your thoughts. Right. When you are born again as a believer, the old man, the Apostle Paul says, goes away in baptism and the new man raises up. What is that new man? Well, it's not new flesh, it's a new spirit. It's right. the Spirit of God. So when you're born again, you have the Spirit of God fueling the train, which is the flesh, that the conductor yeah. is driving. Right. The challenge is the conductor has to learn how to use the new fuel. Mm-hmm. The soul or the mind has to be transformed. It's, it's the reason a person can go to church and say, I'm born again. Right. But then, because their mind hasn't been, their, their soul hasn't been transformed, hasn't been changed, they can still struggle with sin. In the flesh. They right. live it out in
0: the flesh. Using the wrong fuel.
1: They're, 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 yeah, they're, they're thinking the wrong thoughts. So that's why the Apostle Paul would say, don't be conformed to this world, Romans 12 and 2. Don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing. the renewing of your mind be transformed why would my mind need to be transformed if i was born with a brain and i have my own thoughts because as a born again believer my whole life i've learned how to think like a sinner man right and now because i've been born again i've received the spirit of christ when i was baptized i put on christ my spirit man looks like jesus now I don't need to just look like him spiritually. I need to begin to think like him. Right. And when my thoughts become his thoughts, then I begin to act like him when I live out my day-to-day life.
0: Christ-like.
1: I can be Christ-like, exactly. The soul is the conductor of that. The soul, your mind, or another way to say it, your free will.
0: There you go.
1: Your free will and your soul, they choose the... your soul, rather, your mind chooses the source from which he is going to live. So, if I put in my mind, if I'm, if everything that I watch, listen to, and read is feeding sinful desires, mm-hmm. then I'm only going to live out sinful ways. And when I get up in the morning, I'm gonna go sin or whatever. I'm gonna go do whatever is un, is not representing Christ well if I'm feeding my soul or my mind things that bring glory to God like F- Paul says to the flipping church whatsoever things are pure, holy, just, true of good report that are praiseworthy think on these things think, if, uh, think, think get it in your soul then if that's what I'm taking into my soul then I'm feeding the right thing then, then I'm going to live Christ-like like you said right so
0: yeah I think that's literally and I don't say this <laughs> for any other reason cuz other than I just mean it that is the best way to put that breakdown and and I think too what's interesting I heard someone else say this before but they said that the difference between the brain and the mind is that the brain is the organ in your body uh-huh. that you that tells the hand to grab the baby that is falling down to get yeah. real morbid and dark for no reason. Yeah. But the mind is what told the brain that that was the right decision to make. To make. Yeah. And if it's true that they say that the choices you make make you, then you're, you're absolutely right that your choices and the way you think and the decision that you make because of the way you think will ultimately result in uh, living life, acting through life in a sinful way. Or in a way that would be pleasing. This God. is why
1: I could take it back to the pandemic. This is why people being isolated is such a a dangerous place for for believers of all sort. I mean, we've heard of like real mental health things happening. Yes, in, in America, real suicide rates going up. I mean, it's a casualty of this pandemic that's that's been put on people and the fear that has come afterwards. So in isolation because we don't want to be around anybody yeah. we don't want to connect to it we have no one that encourages Hebrews 10 24 25 I know I'm going all over the place in the Bible tonight but That's fine. Um, it says don't forsake where it says don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together mm-hmm. as a matter of some is but do it even so more as you see the day or Jesus day approaching um, and then it says Right, in that same set, it says, spur one another to good works. Right, right, encourage. And and the only way I can encourage or be encouraged to good works is if I'm gathering with someone else who sees the works or the way that I'm living now and can either encourage me to go on and live for the Lord and keep what you're doing or maybe they need to pop me upside the head and hold me accountable and say, "What what the heck are you doing? Yeah. What, what are you doing? Why you, what what are you thinking? What are you reading? What what which, are you doing?
0: Which really is the difference between information and transformation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you would you would be able maybe to spend half of the day isolated taking in good information mm-hmm. but you can only be transformed
1: by doing it.
0: By doing it.
1: Yeah. By living it. The
0: hearers of the word. Yeah and doers of the word
1: that's it that's exactly right so yeah I get psyched up a little bit when we start talking about this soul thing me so too I, I, <laughs> that's I, why I started this whole thing <laughs> I, I, I
0: keep
1: going I keep, keep going and going and going for it but th- the bottom line is this that man there's an old gospel song and I'm not about to sing it but it. <laughs> it just says my soul loves Jesus my yeah. soul loves Jesus yeah. my soul loves Jesus bless his name mm-hmm and um i i uh that's that's where we got to be in, in that zone of, of of God let my choices be such that reflect the born again believer that i am
0: amen that's awesome so, that's awesome okay well i'm going to ask you this um and by the way, the the uh, statements that I will make beforehand are not uh, to are not being made to say, okay, let's wrap this thing up because I don't care. I, I could I could go all night. I'm more worried about keeping you away from from whatever you've got going oh, on cool. uh, than anything else. But I think the best way to sort of land this plane. Would be to uh, come off of the last question. So before we do the last question, I do want to say thank you so much. Thanks for letting me be a part for, today. For do for doing this. Um, I. <laughs> every time I get a chance to speak at the church, or even just with what we do in the youth group, you know I'm I'm very much aware that in those moments I am standing on a stage I did not build, and. Use, using a microphone I did not construct or manufacture and I am so very thankful for all the opportunities and life lessons and growth that I've experienced just by serving y'all and serving with y'all and serving the church and everything like that and
1: we love you we believe in you yeah let's do it together
0: we're doing it together yeah let's do it and, together and um, part of that is uh, coming on coming on the show coming on the on the, the on the show. podcast broadcast SBN <laughs> uh, uh, yeah so thank you it's this has been a lot of fun um, you just very very perfectly I think described the soul but what would be your answer to the ultimate main question that we're all asking and we're all continuing to ask um, this podcast is just as much the answer to the question as it is a continual reasking of the question. Yeah. What does the soul need to make it survive and thrive? Whether those <clears throat> make it survive and thrive are different answers or if it's all the same, if you've got one thing to share, if you've got five things to share. Speak to the people. Speak to me. Speak to the people. Speak to
1: What does the soul need? Speak
0: to the soul. What does it need to, to make it survive and thrive? Obviously, the goal would be to get to heaven. Yeah. So while we are here on earth, while we are in the world, yet not of the world, while we are stuck in the middle between creation and completion, yeah. what do we need to, to make it? There's been probably 75 different things throughout this conversation that I could point to as solid answers, uh, just from stuff that you've shared already. But if you could, if you could bring it down to just a couple of things, even one, two, whatever, what do you think the soul needs?
1: The soul. Um, well, as I said a moment ago, it, it's really about the diet. I, what are you taking in? Right. Um, are, you, are you taking in stuff that's making you better? Or are you taking in stuff that that's, feels good for a moment, but is ultimately uh, making you worse? Are you, what are you feeding the soul with? What, do you, what do you, what's your spiritual diet look like? And you know, when I say that, I don't mean that you're like, you know, preaching 24-7 or living like a, I don't want to say this disrespectfully, but you're not living like a, a monk somewhere in right. a monastery.
0: Right.
1: I, I don't mean that either. Um, that's not reality for most of us. I think probably um,
0: 70% of our listenership are monks, so <laughs> thanks for that. SBN just got a lot smaller. Uh, Whatever.
1: It's fine. a Nation.
0: <laughs> we could say, oh man, we could say, what is it? It'll all come out in the end? Or, it'll all oh, come out oh, in the gosh. wash. I was going to say, if it'll all work out in the end, <laughs> it'll all come we out the say, wash. It, it, it'll all work out in the SBN. <laughs>
1: it'll all come out in the SBN. Um, like for basic survival and thriving, you need a good diet. A good diet that I say feed your soul, but a, a good diet. So what are you reading? Are you reading stuff that makes you better or makes you worse? What are you watching? Are you watching stuff that makes you better or makes you worse? What are you listening to? Yeah. Um, but what are you feeding your soul? The next thing, you need joy, man. <laughs> yes. you got to have some joy in your life. Yeah. Happiness is never... God never promised us happiness in scripture, but he commanded us to have joy. He
0: commanded us, yeah.
1: And your your soul needs joy. You need something to be thankful for, you need something to give to give praise for, to give praise to God for. Yeah. And um there's stuff all around you that you can thank God for, even if your life is in the bottom and it feels like it sucks right now. Yeah. Um there is I just said sucks on the podcast. You said heck earlier, so that's yeah. fine. <laughs> Jesus forgive me. Um, if it looks like it's at the, at wit's end, you've got something to give God. You praise for it and right. Choose a disposition of joy. Rejoice evermore, Paul said in First Thessalonians chapter five. Rejoice evermore. Find something to have joy about. He didn't promise us happiness, but he told us to have joy. So, what is your diet? Have joy, and then. Who is around you to keep your soul in check? One thing I like to ask, especially young ministers, is how is your soul?
0: Hmm.
1: What are you feeding yourself? Where's your mind? Where's your heart? Who is in your life that they can ask you, how are you doing? How is your soul? And um, to help you along the road, point you in the right direction.
0: I believe it's First John, isn't it? First John 4, something where... In the letter that he's writing, he makes the statement, um, how is your soul? Like he ends up asking that question, I believe, somewhere in there. Um, or no, 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 no. He doesn't ask the question, but he says, the Gaius. I think he says, I think he says, I hope that oh, you're what doing, you, he I says, want you to do as oh, well oh,
1: Gaius is who he's writing to. And he right. says, look, I want you to prosper, prosper as, as your soul, soul prospers. Yes. In other words, as your... You're only as good as your, as your soul. your soul. Man, yeah, that, that, that's really and that goes back to our question a few minutes ago is I I want to prosper in life so the way I'm living right now has to do with what I've been thinking about what I've been feeding myself
0: right and that's really that's why they say you are what you eat exactly because you'll turn into what you consume yeah that's why they call it produce produce come on
1: (laughs) so what you what you take in number one What's your diet in your soul? Choose joy. Number two. Number three, who's around you that can ask you how is your soul? Yeah. And then finally, that whole, what's your outlet, what's your Sabbath? What are, how are you unplugging from the world so that you can, you know, plug in closer to God and, and what's going on around you? So, yeah. That's awesome. Hope I answered it all
0: you did more than it all, all of it and then some thank you for doing this yeah, it was a blast man I think, it was I fun. think uh I think I'm gonna have to see what your what your dad's schedule is this week because <laughs> <laughs> if you thought this was good, just wait till we get the brother Clifton <laughs> brother Clifton on the mic <laughs> we'll really have to we'll really have to pray about that and see. <laughs> Because you never know what might happen in that conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, tell him what he'll take.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, love you, Pastor. Love you, Jared. I am love you, and Ashley. Very, Jackson, very, very thankful for this chance to do this, and hope we can do it again sometime. And anyone that is still listening, somehow, thirty days later, in this conversation. <laughs> conversation. No, um, yeah, just you're the reason that we do it. You know, we, the listener tuning in, you're the reason that we are doing this now because we believe that there's value in encouraging people, whether it is one-on-one over um, a Sunday morning service in a church setting, a podcast that you can listen to throughout the week in between your Sunday and, you know, midweek visit with the church or whatever that looks like for you. Um, Maybe you get a little tired of hearing the same four chords on every single Hillsong song, 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 song. <laughs> and I'm, I'm with you. So we, we wanted to make this available to you as well to encourage you to keep things positive in your life and, and to also, very important too, to let you know you're not the only one that's dealing with these realities of what it would mean to ultimately become who you're supposed to be. The soul, the inner man, the person you really are is always growing and always developing and uh, you're not alone because we're all doing it together. Amen. So, thanks for listening and I will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.